Right now on how to build a podcast for your brand, we're talking presenters. Can you do it yourself or what should you look for when you're hiring a professional? Teaching us is a man who has worked on air in the largest radio markets in Europe and North America before going on to train 3,000 radio presenters worldwide. Let's go. This is Tim Ferriss. Welcome to another episode of The Tim Ferriss Show. We're going to talk about house prices. We're online, kid. Go ahead. House prices in Ireland in particular. The Two Johnnies podcast, bringing you all the mayhem and news from the world of the Two Johnnies. Open the pod bay doors, pal. This is Business Wars. The EY Podcast CEO Outlook Series. Pod this one. is the Tommy's Tiernan's Tommy's choice. idea. We just go for it. Brace yourself. Go ahead. Absolutely go ahead. It's showtime. Hello and welcome to How to Build a Podcast for Your Brand. My name is Dusty Rhodes and today we're helping you with the ins and outs of what makes a good presenter, the importance of voice control and how to pick the right person to present your show. Joining us is Nails Mahoney. Nails has been in the business, if you want, for uh, for over three decades in Ireland. He worked with uh, RTE2FM. Uh, he did the breakfast show on 98FM in Dublin for a long, long time. He's worked with the BBC in the UK, uh, Atlantic 252 as well. Uh, has done a lot of work in North America, uh, particularly in Canada. Uh, the biggest markets he would have worked there were Vancouver. And I think one of the highlights of his career was working with Q107 in Toronto because Q Toronto is the fifth largest radio market in North America uh, and quite possibly the world. So he's been there and done it. Last 10 years, he has been working with Tracy Lee on their business called On Air Coach. They've got 3,000 clients worldwide uh, where they help radio people to become even better radio presenters. Uh, they're also the people behind the Radio Star Comp petition and he has also spoken at many conferences and events including TEDx. Uh, Nails joins me now to start us off. Nails, um, can I ask you what in your head is the magic of radio? The magic of radio? In radio, audio, podcasts, whatever, but just this audio communication we are here now. And I am getting specific because radio is a completely different thing these days to what it was even two or three years ago. But the, the, the one rule, the one maxim has always been it's one person speaking to one other person. And that's all it is. We can go through all these conferences and debates and read books and analyze and analyze and do, you know, surveys and research and marketing till we're blue in the face. Mm. It's still one person talking to one other person. That's all it comes down to. I find it's a very intimate medium because of that. Well, if you think about it, right, especially with podcasting, um, more so than radio. Radio's, radio's, uh, it, it, it's mass communication consumed by an individual, whereas podcasting is you inside my head. I put my earplugs on, my earbuds, whatever it is, and I hear your voice say, hi, welcome to my podcast. You're in my head. It doesn't get more personal than that, right? Inside my head, in my ears, whether I'm on the bus or I'm on the train or wherever I am. That's, that's, that's why audio is more powerful than, than visuals. Visuals are great, but audio, the, the beauty about audio is if I say banana, you automatically can see a banana in your head. If I say don't think of a red car, there's the red car. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Mm. So we are, we are, we're hardwired to create visuals in our head and the spoken word provokes those visuals. So no matter what I say, it will create an image in your head mm. based on your life, not on my life, on your individual life. So if I say I was in the shop yesterday, you see your shop, not someone else's shop. That's why it's so intimate and that's why it's so personal. TV and video and TikTok and all these guys are fantastic, but they can't make it personal like that for you. 
And, that's, and, and you, you tap into that, then you're onto something special. When you turn on the radio, you're listening to a general mm. conversation that is of interest to a very broad mm. audience. Whereas when you listen to a podcast, you, something that you've bought into that is a very specific interest to you. Do you think that's the difference yeah. between radio and podcasts? Yeah, it's a huge difference, isn't it? Because I've actually made the choice, the conscious choice to download your podcast. I've made an effort. I've pushed a button for crying out loud. And and, and I've made an effort to actually listen to what you say. And I'm going to give you my attention. I'm going to listen. Radio listeners, we call them listeners. They're not really, they're, they're not even pay attentioners half the time. They're just, it's just on, isn't it? It's just there. And if something piques our curiosity, we may listen to it. We may pick up on what they're saying, unless we're stuck in the car driving home or whatever, on the train or commuting. Yeah, there's a chance you might listen but a podcast, yeah, because it's also specific. It's the old Seth Godin thing, isn't it? Where, where if you can micro niche your audience, then you own them. The, the, mm. you, make the, you make your audience as small as possible. If you can get a target audience and make it as teeny, tiny, tiny as possible, then you'll own them. And that, that audience will listen to every single word you say because you have the same passion, you have the same interests. And we're attracted to people who are similar to us. So if you have the podcast about uh, fly fishing and you're, an, a, a, you're mental about fly fishing, it's all you talk about is fly fishing all day and you get the fly fishing podcast, that's brilliant. But just say you live in Bulgaria and you're into fly fishing and there's a fly fishing for Bulgarians podcast. You're like, oh my God, I'm into that one. And let's say you live on the Black Sea in Bulgaria mm. and there's a podcast for fly fishing Bulgarian Black Sea people you go oh my god that's me everybody that fly fishes on the Black Sea is going to download that podcast you own them <laughs> so that's why podcasting is completely different yeah so let's talk about uh, podcasting and we're here to talk about the presenter today where do you see the role of a presenter in a podcast without one there isn't a podcast is there there's no podcast it's just silence <laughs> just downloading silence, which could be very therapeutic and very relaxing. But, you know, once you heard one, you've heard them all, haven't you? Oh, I've heard that silence before. Is this a repeat? So without the presenter, there is no podcast. So the presenter is everything. So what does the presenter have to do? Uh, number one, be themselves. That's obviously the number one thing in radio and in podcasting and any sort of media. But guess what? Here's the fun bit. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. Yay, isn't that fun? The hardest thing in the world to do is be yourself behind a microphone. Mm. It's almost an impossibility. You keep working at it and working at it. Even the professionals still have to work at it every single day. You know as well as I do, mm -hmm. does. People say that to you. They say, go in there and just be yourself. Go on into the studio and be yourself. Mm. Go on. And you, go in, you can't because you're, you're, you become a, a, a version of yourself. So it's impossible to be yourself. So you have to pick which version of yourself you are. So if you're, if you're presenting a podcast, what are you? Just what are you, first of all? What, what do you want your listener to think of you? Who are you? When, when they hear your voice, who are they hearing? Never mind what. Hmm. It's nice if you've got a decent voice, but it's not the end of the world if you don't. They want to hear the person. And if you're funny, be funny. If you're controversial, be controversial as your main personality. But you have to, the, the listener has to know who you are. And for podcasting, depends on the podcast, doesn't it? You could have mm. a 10 minute podcast about, you know, dancing. Or you can have one where you just walk around your town talking. I've heard these ones before. Maybe you have as well. Just guys just turn the mic on. They go, hey, I'm outside the house now and I'm walking down the road. Oh, there's a guy I know. Hey, how you doing? And it's just them going for a ramble. That's a totally different podcast. So number one, be yourself as much as you can. But number two, watch your bloody podcast about because that'll define who you are and how you present it. 
I think it's easier for us to be yourself these days because, you know, whatever, 10 or 15 years ago, if you were speaking on camera, it would be like, oh, how do I look? And am I dressed up? And I, Or if you were speaking, you know, kind of in, any, in front of any kind of an audience, whether they, you can see them or whether you're on radio, it's all like, you know, oh my God, what are they all going to think of me? Fast forward to 2021, where we are now, and we're all used to sitting in our box rooms in our pyjamas and talking to whoever happens to come on next on Zoom. Hmm. You got your camera on? How do you know? How did you know? It's, it just means that you're able to kind of sit back and, and, and because it's more familiar, you are able to be more yourself. So I think that's a good thing. Mm. Uh, coming in, absolutely, it's a good thing. Uh, you got to be careful of falling into the trap of complacency, though. Hey, I can do this. I've got it. I've nailed it. And again, you know as well as I do from being in the radio business long enough over the years that once you feel you've got it sussed, that's when you get the call in from the program director's office saying, you know what, you suck at the moment. Really? I thought I was great. It's when you think you have it nailed, that's when the problems begin. Never think you have it figured out. Always keep working at it. Always keep trying. So do you think that anyone can be a presenter? Well, everybody tells you they can. Same way I can be a photographer. I've got a phone with a camera on it, so I'm an, I'm an excellent photographer. Go onto my Instagram page. I, I don't know why people aren't buying my photos. They're amazing. <laughs> Everybody's everything nowadays, right? Mm. We're all broadcasters and we're all presenters and photographers and filmmakers. Uh, we're all bloggers. We're all writers. We can do anything we like because we have all the technology and all the tools to do that now. But can anybody be a presenter? Anybody can give it a shot. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but like anything else, you need to you need to train. You need to learn how this works. It isn't just a case of turning on a microphone and chatting. We used to have this old joke that people come to us and say, I should be on the radio. Uh, I, I, I can talk for hours on end. And we always say, well, you're the last person that should be on the bloody radio, to be quite honest with you, because you need to learn how to shut up as well. Talking isn't everything. Focus talking is what it's all about. Knowing when to talk, knowing what to talk about, knowing the rules. There are rules to communicating like anything else. It's a profession. It's a profession. Like any profession, there are rules. There are ways to, to do this. There are ways to provoke uh, conversation, to provoke questions, to provoke silence. There are ways to do this. Little subtleties that professionals understand. So if you turn your mic on in your bedroom in your pajamas and go, I'm going to do the me podcast and I'm going to interview my friend and it's three hours long. This is great. Guess what? Nobody's buying that. Nobody's downloading that. Nobody's going to listen to it because it's just you talking to your pal. You might as well just chat to your pal. So, yes, it's possible for anybody to present. And there are people who can do it just naturally. And that's, you know, take my hat off to them. Good on you guys. Well done. But for the majority of people, and we know this from training every bloody week, majority of people need help. And not because they're crap. It's just you need help because... You know as well, if, 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 you're, if you're helping somebody who's new in the industry and you give them a little tip, they go, oh, I never thought of that. And that's all it is. It's just, oh, I never thought of that. That makes perfect sense. And the great thing about it is you're already talking anyway. So all of these things, you know, it's just doing them on purpose. That's always my line to people when we start off. We're going to help you to speak on purpose now instead of just mm. speaking randomly and by accident. So, so speak on purpose. So anyone can be a presenter, which is good, because as you say, we have the mm. tools to do so many things. But of course, it's a case of, well, do you know how to use the tool? And that's where mm. I'm kind of trying to get at today. So it's, it's good that anyone can be a presenter. If somebody decides that they want to present their own podcast, what would be the first three pieces of advice you would give them? Uh, first thing is, uh, decide what your personality is, because we've all got different personalities, right? The way you speak to your bank manager is different to the way you speak to a toddler. It's still you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's still you, but still it's a different version of you. So what version of you? 
are you presenting? Because that's very important. Uh, I need I need a bit of continuity. When I tune into you every week or download your podcast every week, I need some sort of continuity. I need to know who you are. If you're a different person every week, I'm not really sure. So it's the same in relationships. Just think of the person you, you get on best with in life. Who are they? And what's their dominant part of the personality? What are they? Do they make you feel safe? Do they make you feel relaxed? Do they make you laugh? What, what is it they do for you? Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you, you need to tap into. So what's your dominant personality is number one. Um, then learn a couple of rules of radio. Because <laughs> radio and audio and podcasts and all the same thing. Like word economy. Let me give you word economy. Word economy is the ability to make your, your point as clearly and as succinctly as possible. It's like, um, okay, if you ever had a conversation with somebody and you're talking and talking and talking, you can't quite figure out how you're going to get your point across and you see their eyes glaze over. You know that point where you kind of go, oh, I'm, I'm talking a little too long here. I need to, to get to the point. Unfortunately, you can't see a listener's eyes glaze over, but they are because they stop listening mm. and they stop downloading. Or, or if you're on the radio, the ratings go down. So learn word economy. Get to the point as clearly and as succinctly as possible. You know, you know all about word economy, right? From working in radio for so Absolutely. long, is that how you, you, you is that how you describe it? Uh, yes, the way I look at talk radio is the way I would have learned top forty uh, music radio. In that you've got two and a half or three minutes. And you better be moving on after two and a half or three minutes onto the next thing before somebody gets bored. Um, what would your third uh, tip be then for the basic uh, advice for beginners? So if a personality, okay. be yourself and then learn some hmm. basic rules of radio. Number three. Okay, for if you're going to do a podcast, let's say it's a, t- a knowledgeable podcast, you know something and you want to dispense that knowledge to the listener. Uh, so it could be DIY, it could be art, it could be anything you like. Uh, pick one thing and concentrate on it. Pick one thing. Teach me one thing today. Just one thing. If, if other things pop up, that's great. But one dominant thought, one thing. And I'll come away with that one piece of knowledge. And also, that's, that's kind of cool because just say you have a 40-minute podcast, Today, we're going to talk about uh, how to use blue when we're painting in watercolors. Just blue, nothing else, because blue is really important. You talk about blue forever. Why blue is so great? All the great blues in the, uh, over, the, over the decades. Why blue changes lives. Then you tell me how I do blue. And then you also say, you know, red's nice as well, but blue is the dominant one. And next week, we will talk about red. Though. The next podcast could, oh, I like that. Ooh, talk can't about red wait. I'm hooked in already for the next show. <laughs> I know. Can't wait to hear where red is. Red, red blows my mind, man. <laughs> okay, so that's that's great advice. Be true to yourself. Uh, learn some basic rules of radio, and just think mm. of your topic and just do the one thing. Just concentrate on one thing and just do that I'm, well. What about? Can I add a? Can I add a, a, a three B? Yes. If you don't mind. Okay. Three B would be make sure it's something you absolutely are passionate about because otherwise you'll give up after two podcasts. So make sure it's something you will do all the time. Otherwise you'll give up. Uh, and that is part of being true to yourself. And you're right about the amount yeah. of people who do say, I'm going to start a podcast. And mm. a, a quarter of the podcasts that are out there in the world have one episode. That's it. Yeah. Because they went, oh, right. that was fun. Oh, I couldn't be bothered doing the second one. <laughs> yeah, happy <laughs> bothered to me. Carnation on. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So for our person who's getting behind the microphone and they are doing it for the first time, how important do you think their accent is? 
do they need to have a D4 uh, Dublin accent, Dooneybrook and RT and all that kind of stuff? Or Oh yes, receive pronunciation, it's essential. Oh yes, absolutely. The best best accent you can... No, of course not. It doesn't matter. Do you know that? Well, you just silly questions. You know, here he is asking these rhetorical questions, knowing the answer already. Oh, I know your game, Mr. Rhodes. No, uh, of course not. You just be yourself. Well, if, if, if how you speak is received pronunciation or is D4 or whatever the, the appropriate... Uh, the air, accent for your area is, mm. then, yeah, that, if that's how you speak, knock yourself out. But but understand your audience. How does your audience speak? Can they relate to that? If your audience is, is, is uh, you know, has, has a, has, for the want of a better term, an upper class accent, if they mm. have and you have, then you're in sync, aren't you? You're mm. mirroring them. Mm. But if your audience is uh, more working class and you've got an upper class accent, uh, it's, it's not that it's, it's not necessarily going to hinder you. I mean, it's not going to uh, if, if you have the right content and if you have the right approach. It's just your mm. accent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a comedian, an English comedian, he's very posh, very, very posh. And he comes on stage, I can't remember his name. And the whole, act, the whole act is about him being so posh. And the audience who are, you know, average Joe and Jane love him, absolutely think he's hilarious because he just, he just has a laugh about the fact that his accent is so bloody posh. Yeah. So you can do that. You, you can make it endearing as well. No, accents... Just be yourself. We had a guy from Scotland come to uh, us for training once and he said that. He says, uh, you know, he's really thick Glaswegian accent. And sometimes that's a very difficult accent if you're not from Glasgow to understand. But the whole thing was, he said, uh, this is going to be a problem. Our answer, you can predict it. No, mate, it's, it's who you are. So just, just enjoy it. Own it. Own it. And he'll have no problem with that in Glasgow for sure. 100% micro niche micro niche yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if he's I, doing fly fishing for Glaswegians he's off I don't think uh, accent is really important um, because regional accents are actually you know more and more part of media and like mm. you and I probably would have grown up with uh, the very BBC Pommy kind of an, an accent and then suddenly Channel 4 came on the mm. scene and as and then Big Brother and it's like you know hey, hey today in the Big Brother who's blue? and all that kind of lark and yeah. it's great to hear all those but I think the one consistent that you need through it is that it needs to be understood by the audience. Yeah. Um, so I think, sorry, go ahead. If you have the guy from Glasgow, as you were saying, if he was doing a show in Cork, it may not work. That would be, well, it, that'd be a great not. talk show, though, wouldn't it? Because he'd be on and no one would know what he was saying. And then the callers would be coming in with a Cork accent and he wouldn't know what they were saying. I think you're onto something there. It's the <laughs> I Haven't Got a Clue podcast. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't got a breeze. Uh, but yes, yeah, I, listen, people don't necessarily, uh, they don't attract, they're not attracted to an accent. They're attracted to passion. And it's that old adage, don't tell people what you do, tell them why you do it. People buy why, not what. So tell them why you do it. I love talking about this every week. This is, I get up on the, the Monday morning getting ready to put this podcast together for Friday. I spend the whole week talking to people about this subject and blah, 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 blah. If you say that in a Scottish accent, I love getting up in the morning doing this. Once the passion comes across, then people go, you know what, this guy, I, I, I like this dude. I like this dude. Very that's believe. What comes, that's what sells. Very believe. Now, up until this point, we have been talking about somebody presenting a podcast on their own, but there are advantages mm. to getting in a radio professional. And I'm thinking from the point of view now from, from marketing and from PR and stuff like that, uh, where it's a company that is not a single person, so they need somebody to represent them. And I think you have hmm. a choice. You can either use a, a radio professional, uh, you could use somebody from the company itself or maybe some kind of a brand ambassador, or you could go all out and get a big time celebrity from TV or movies or something like this. Hmm. Where would you see the advantages of each of them? Let me start with using a radio professional. 
Thank God you reminded me because I'd forgotten the last two of them. It's just that, that memory going again. So radio professional? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they come in, they know what they're doing. Um, they sound good. They know the rules. They know how to connect. Um, do they have the passion? Do no. they believe in what they're doing or is it just a gig? It's just a gig. Hmm. I'd audition them first mm-hmm. and make sure that, that they're exactly what you want. And I'd, I'd, um, I'd make sure I, I sent it out to, to a rough sample audience, maybe 10, 20 people, mm-hmm. just to see their, their take on it. And if they come back and go, oh, he's great or she's great, then you go, okay, fair enough. But they go, yeah, um, okay, I didn't really understand. Or you ask them questions. Did you connect? Did you, was he believable? What, what, did, did she sound like she really enjoyed this? Whatever okay. it is. I'll, t- I'll tell um, you what. You've got to be careful with that. I'll tell you what I think my um, preferred host out of all of these three when you're finished. So mm. radio professional, you're a bit, eh, you sound very dubious about it. What about a brand or a company presenter? Somebody from the company. Uh, it, look, everything's got its good and its bad. I, yes. I'm not necessarily going to a professional. No, 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 look, I know that. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, somebody within the company, all right, they obviously are, are invested in it because it's their company, right? Mm-hmm. They work there, so they want to keep their job. Mm-hmm. And they also probably like it. They live it eight, nine hours a day minimum, so they're involved in it five days a week. So, yeah, they'll know what they're talking about. Um, and the, uh, that's the plus. So the negative is... Do they know how to present on a microphone? Are they going to freeze? Do they, if they have a guest on, do they know how to answer, ask questions? Do they know how to ask open-ended questions? Mm. And you can teach how to, how to ask open-ended questions, but it doesn't mean you're going to do it. Just because you teach it doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it. Mm. So you need to run them through that as well, because the difference, the, 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 the marked difference having the professional and the amateur is the amateur needs to be trained. And the professional needs to have the passion instilled. Mm. So everybody's got the good and the bad. So we, you decide which one. For me, I, if I'm listening to a, um, a podcast by a company, for example, I just say uh, Ryanair had a podcast. I'd like to listen to somebody from there that sounds like they they know how to present, mm-hmm. but, but are still a little, bit, a little bit rough around the edges because they're not a presenter. They're real. I want to mm. hear a real person on a co- podcast like that. And then finally, what about a celebrity presenting a podcast? Well, now, that would depend on what the podcast is about, isn't it? Give me an example of a podcast that, that you're thinking of. What kind of, like a product or, or what are we talking about here? Are we talking about showbiz news or what are we on about? What about uh, Kevin Bacon? All right, big movie star and he sells phones on TV and all the ads. What he if does. he was to Very do good. a podcast for the telephone company, E, I believe yeah. they are, and yeah. th- th- that would be my example. Okay, well, he's a good one already because we already uh, align him with the phone company, don't Mm -hmm. we? Because we've seen his ads on TV. Mm -hmm. So we already have his picture in our head with holding that phone. So yeah, that would work. That would work absolutely. It would be ridiculous to not use him, wouldn't it? Because he's the face of the company. See, there's the thing. If you're the face of a company, great. Um, But what? okay, have you ever watched an animated cartoon uh, and and, and you're watching it and you think, oh, that's really cool. That was fun. That was great. That was whatever. And then you see the roll of credits and you go, oh, that was Meryl Streep. Oh, that was uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, that was Brad Pitt. I didn't realise that. Uh-huh. It's not always possible to understand who the celebrity is until yeah. afterwards because they're just a voice. So the, the difference between seeing and hearing, eventually you get used to the fact that it's a celebrity. So what's a celebrity? So what if Tom Hanks is doing this you know, podcast about a chair factory? Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, it, it's good for headlines. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, we've got Tom Hanks. But, you know, I, I honestly think you're wasting your money by doing that, by hiring a celebrity. You can put your money into better 
better, uh, better, better avenues than I'll, hiring a celeb. Personally, here's my 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 three advantages. All right, I think with a radio professional, mm. radio professional knows the rules and will absolutely keep the pace of the podcast, and it will keep it. Because even though it's a podcast, listeners still have a certain expectation and standard in their head. And somebody who doesn't know the rules, as you say, may end up making a three hour podcast. Who wants that? Unless you're Joe Rogan. Now, can I just can I just interject there for one sec? And that you don't want a radio jock. No. Because that's a totally different species. Oh, yeah. You want a radio broadcaster. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a a radio professional as the presenter, then the advantage of a brand or a company presenter is that they have the passion and they have the knowledge, but they just don't know really kind of the rules to make a really good podcast. A celebrity is mm. really, really good because a celebrity will bring in some star power and it will attract people to come and listen to the podcast. However, they may not know the rules. So what I generally try to say to people is to consider all of the advantages of the three, but mix and match. And the one that's worked the best for me is where you have a radio professional who's presenting and you have a brand or a company presenter or somebody who is a, an interviewee uh, who is doing most of the talking. So the radio hmm. professional goes, hello, welcome. Here's who we have. This is the first question. And then, bam, the person with the passion and the knowledge is the one who does all of the talking. Yep. And then a good editor. You'll need a good editor for that as well. Somebody who's really good at uh, whacking it into shape because um, while the pro will know what they're doing, the non-professional will still tend to ramble a little bit mm. and you want them to sound as good as they can as well, right? So a good, good editor would be important to have there as well in the background. Um, knows, knows how to splice and dice. But now, yeah, no, I totally, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Those three, uh, the, the pros and the cons, they're all there. It's like anything in life, isn't it? Everything's got its pros and its cons. You could have the best holiday in the world, but one thing just didn't fit. You know, there's always something that, that, that needs to be fixed mm. that just can't be. So you've you got to cut your losses and hope for the best. Now, and also the star power thing will get you an initial, initial audience, but keeping it is the problem. It's like we always say in radio, your job is to not lose a listener. People will tune around and, and they'll find radio stations. Your job is to keep them, not lose them. So will they keep your, your audience after two, three, four weeks of downloads? We've got some great examples uh, to back up everything that we've been talking about over the last few minutes. Just before we get into them, can I ask you about On Air Coach, which uh, you were running with Tracy mm. Lee, who's another radio professional for a long time. Um, what mm. do your coaching services offer and who are they for? Is it only radio people or do you help people who want to do podcasts? We primarily coach radio people, but yeah, we do pod, we've, we've helped launch a few podcasts over the last year, uh, mostly in Ireland. And um, we're performance and career coaches as well. So if you co just say you're, you're five years in the business or you're three years in the business and it's just going nowhere, you don't know what to bloody do anymore, right? So we do because we've been there. Like you, we've been there. We've, we've, we've seen it from the other side. So we know the steps to take. So we help people move on in their career. We help them get jobs. As programmers and as as radio presenters, primarily, uh, that that's our main thing. Right now, we've got about fifteen people doing a um, a, a group session with us uh, once a week, mm. and we're concentrating on those people, helping them get along in their careers and get jobs. These people want to get jobs, so that's what we're doing at the moment. We're helping fifteen people get a job in radio, believe it or not, or podcasting, whatever one they want to go for, whatever one pays the bills, right? Yeah. So that's our main thing. That's our main passion, and that's what we do. That's our passion. That's, that's why we only work with people who speak into microphones, because that's our passion. And, if, and that's why people come to us. And if you'd like some help from uh, Nails and Tracy, their website is onaircoach.net. It's also in the show yeah, notes or the description man. of the podcast you listen to. Now, listen, beautiful, I want to get into the examples. Man. This is the fun part of the podcast. 
because oh, that was the fun part no, already. Wow, no, no, no. More? You're, wow, you're, you're not the, the fun biscuits. part. The examples are the fun part. Okay, so we've got an example uh, from uh, yourself. We've got an example from myself, and we've got an example from our producer Shireen as well. All right, and we're mm. going to have a listen to all three and kind of just demonstrate what these examples have been doing based on what we've been talking about. And I think at the end we'll pick a winner. Damn. I always lose at these things. <laughs> so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Or will we go, go with Shireen's choice? No, ladies first, ladies first. Oh my goodness, all right. Okay, Grant. Well, Shireen has given us a clip from a podcast called Love Life with Matthew Hussey. Uh, Matthew is a dating expert for women and has done so at a very high level with a lot of major media outlets worldwide, including the New York Times. I think he's English, but anyways. Um she likes this because he's a very engaging speaker. He's a straight talker, but compassionate. There's that passion there again, you see. Um, mm. And what she liked about this, and it's very appropriate for our podcast, because he's actually selling something within the podcast. And Shireen said that it's the first time she's heard somebody selling something in a non-salesy way that made her want to buy it, which is actually one of the great, great strengths of podcasts. So let's take a, a, a listen to this clip and see how it sounds. Let's get to another text, because these are great. Um, all right, I'll give you a... Oh, this is... I reckon this is common. I reckon this is common. Um, this isn't a silly one. Uh, when they give status updates via text, I'm making vegetable soup, I'm driving to the farm, and these keep coming, but they never ask you out. What the F? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... We just talked about this, right? It's a lack of progression. What you're looking for, and we have an entire program about this, called the Momentum Texts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to our website, howtogettheguide.com, um, there's a program on the programs page called the Momentum Texts. The reason I created that program was literally to show people how to move the ball forward in texting. Right. And by the way, I don't think texting is that important. It's just another means of communication. Right. But a lot is illustrated when I hear stuff like this. I hear all of the reasons why people aren't progressing because I see the things they're not doing. And I think texts are a fun vehicle to illustrate principles of communication in dating that can actually help people go from something that's casual to something that's committed. Or if they're in if you're in a pattern right now of consistently being casual with someone and you want to be more committed, you want someone to commit, these, the momentum texts show you, whether you use them by text or by phone, it doesn't really matter. You can use them in conversation, but they show you the language of what gives you momentum and why it gives you momentum, why it works. And if you look at uh, why for a lot of people, they have this, you know, he texts me, and says, I, you know, I'm making soup, but why does he never ask me out? Part of the answer is because you're allowing this dynamic to continue. I'm not saying it's her fault that he's being this way, but it's your fault if that dynamic never progresses or dies. So that's uh, Matthew Hussey. Mm. What do you reckon? Very good. Uh, like, um, I like the way there is a little bit of banter at the start. They're, they're obviously pals. They get along. Mm. They're enjoying themselves. 
and they get down to the nitty gritty very quickly. And it's very good, solid, passionate advice, isn't it? Mm. From a guy who really means what he's talking about. I like it a lot. Very casual as well. Nice and easy going, but um, gets to the point. Nice word economy. Nice pictures they're painting in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Top marks. I very think good. that was perfect. Really, really good. Perfect podcast material because uh, what he was doing is he was laying out the problem. A lot of people listen to podcasts because they want to learn something and learning usually means I need to fix a problem that I have. And the problem was, you know, I'm not getting texts back from guys. Uh, how do I do it? And he has the solution there. And mm, yeah. as you say, he, he would be, we were talking about a brand or a company presenter. He's perfect for that. Because and the accent. I mean, he's just got a regular, you know, South of England, South of England accent or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's just a, re- it's a regional accent, put it that way. Not a bother. Let's go on to your uh, suggestion. Uh, tell me, tell me you're going to hate this one. Yeah, I, I know. I'm looking at it and, and you know I hate this topic. Oh, he hates this. <laughs> well, I just play it's it. fly fishing in Bulgaria. Here no, we go. No, okay, here we go then. Let's just have a listen to it then. Sasha, this next question to avoid a tiebreaker and go through. Question six. Which Spanish team has only appeared in the Champions League proper once but reached the quarterfinals in that one season? So Spanish team once and reached the quarterfinal. Hmm. No, none of these. So we're talking last 30 years. Reached quarterfinal, Betis did rubbish when they were in. Uh, Liverpool's group. Your series is very slow today, I must say. <laughs> Let me try to think. Um, so I'm trying, I'm trying sort of to picture the Spanish league table uh-huh. and see who's in there. So Depor have been there a few times. And right. They went down. I might have to hurry you along, Sasha. There's a lot of teams you could name. Quarterfinals. Quarterfinals in the one appearance. Do you have an answer for us, Sasha? Villarreal. It's the incorrect. It's Malaga. Oh, no, I wasn't getting that. No. Okay, then. Okay. So I will say, even though I can't stand football and you being mm. a long-standing mate of mine, knowing I can't stand football. Exactly. <laughs> that actually, You're welcome. That's actually a really, really good example of what we're talking about. Well, James Richardson is the host of the Totally Football Show and James has been uh, pre- presenting football on telly on Channel 4 since the 80s. And um, he's, 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 he did the Guardian Football podcast and then moved on. It, it did so well. He, he started up his own company, Muddy, Me's, Muddy Knees Media, and they do a whole plethora of sports podcasts now. And this is the one he hosts on a, on a Monday and a Thursday. It's twice a week. They literally, it's him. It's a panel of uh, pundits and journalists and they mostly just talk about matches that took place and are about to take place. But it's his wit. He is razor sharp. I mean, we're talking one of the most, just the, the sharpest brain I've heard on audio in a, ever, I think. He yeah. just His comebacks are lightning fast. His knowledge is great. But when he doesn't know something, he'll hand it over and the, the experts just take, take, take over the conversation. It's just a bunch of people, male, female, just having a chat about football. And at the end of it, they have a little quiz. And that was the, the little quiz at the end of it. And because it's a podcast, you, as you can hear it, you can take your fine, sweet time uh, <laughs> getting the answers because your audience is going to stick with you. Absolutely. It's, but it's, to, me, it's, to me, it's perfect. And the audience know the content so well and they're hmm. really hanging on to, he should know this and you're screaming the answer. And let, me, let me put in one very important thing. There's a format to this 
podcast. Every, every show has the same format. So he's got benchmarks and that's very important. Right, it's time for this. Right, it's time for that. Okay, as always, we do this now. Mm-hmm. He does that. It's and a, that's very important. And there you go. And that's another part of what we were saying about having a professional as the presenter because they kind mm. of know the rules and, and, and what mm-hmm. works over the years. Uh, I have yep. chosen a professional. And in fact, actually, this, this is a guy who has gone to the very top of the radio broadcasting tree uh, presenting the breakfast show on BBC Radio 1 uh, for many years. Um, the reason I like him is because he has a way of engaging everybody in the conversation. So the, his trick is that he has a team, a breakfast team with him. So he's got the news guy, he's got the producer, he's got a sports guy, he's got a comedy guy, all in the studio, and they all have a chat. But it's not like earwigging on a conversation. It's like being in the room and part of the conversation. I, I don't know if that okay. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like the way he makes the, uh, the listener feel. I think I know who you're talking about already. Go on. It's Chris Moyles, isn't it? Absolutely correct. There you go. Hmm. He's, he's a good storyteller. And the other thing I like about him is that he's uh, unpredictable. And when it comes to podcasting, uh, what he does, and this is something he's done for years, and I think he's absolutely right, is that he has done a, maybe a 10-minute intro as part of the podcast into yeah, the best yeah, clips of deal. the week. Everybody else yeah. goes, here's our best bits from the radio show. No, he actually no, takes right, the yeah. time, 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And this is kind of a little story that he had of part of this. And it just shows who he is. He's exactly like this off air uh, as he is on air. Just take a listen to this. Sam. Hey, do you want to know something? Go on. There was, well, two things. <laughs> there was a, there was a, a work meeting mm. this week. Yes. Yeah which uh, was obviously had to be on like online on a Zoom. And uh, you and I were blissfully unaware of this meeting, or maybe we were told and totally forgot. Uh, yes. But well, apparently it's all right. You, it is in your diaries because you have been sent yeah. the link. However, mm-hmm. I do feel me as executive producer, having had to be nudged about it myself, should have therefore nudged the pair I was doing physics homework with my 11-year-old at the time. Yeah, me I was meant too. to be watching it was a very interesting meeting, by the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. They always are. But they mentioned the podcast, didn't it? Yeah. 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 And what did they say, Pepper? They said, we've had 30 million downloads. Wow. Wow, indeed. 30 million. That's amazing. Yeah. I felt very proud when yeah. I saw that. I'm not surprised. Now, to be fair, we've been doing it a few years. Yeah. But we've only been doing it five and a half years. Yeah. So do the maths, John. What's that yearly go? That's around uh, uh, six million a year. Yeah. Ish. Isn't it? Give or take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, 5.7. Right, is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. About six million, six, five, 30. Don't yeah. ask me. I don't know. Yeah. That's great. It's good. So. If you're listening to it, well, you're clearly listening to this. If you're not listening to this, you won't hear what I'm saying. So it's thanks to you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. 30 million uh, streams, downloads of the podcast. Yeah, I love it. We're still floating about in the podcast charts as well. I see us yeah. on there. Well, on the iTunes throw a six to start, nobody knows how they do it chart. <laughs> yeah. That one, where you can be number one one minute and then 173 the yeah. next minute. How does it work? Nobody knows. Uh, that's what I like about him in that they're just talking about a work meeting and then there was this great fact and then he just Im- immediately kind of obliterates and just goes, it's all bull. 
Yeah, now those type of ramble links that I would call mm. them are, uh, are work because his, his audience are, are are in anyway. He, they, he owns them, so yeah. they they know he's, they know every little nuance what he's all about, and that's just as, as they said there over five years. That's just longevity, isn't it? That's just consistency and longevity, doing it and doing it for a long time regularly. And if your audience sticks with you, they know who you are. Then you get away with more. Then you can ramble like that. Then, but that, but that's that's focused rambling. I mean, he, he's a professional, so he knows how to ramble correctly and to bring it back on point and everything. You can hear there's an awful there's an awful lot of work going into that. Oh yeah, that he's doing automatically and unconsciously, as you well know. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, no, 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 fair play. I mean, who am I to argue with Chris Moyles? Yeah, ten out of ten, of course. Yep. <laughs> you know? But it, it also demonstrates the whole fact of the the club thing, as in you're in this little kind of a, an organization, well, and that's one really big advantage I think of podcasts because you were saying about the fly fishing mm. you know kind of it, we are the people who are into that and it's that and it, club thing if you have more than one person on mic if it's you and another and even another mm. uh, chemistry chemistry is so bloody important if you don't get it on it's just not going to work so you yeah. could have the best you know, professional presenter, the greatest knowledgeable employee sitting in the room together and it's all ready to go, hit record and they just don't like each other. Have you ever had to present a radio show with someone that you didn't like and they detested you? I love everybody, Dusty. You know, that's never happened. Ridiculous question. You're a lucky man. Who's not going to love this face? Let's be honest about it. I had to do it and it was hell. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. I know who you're talking about. I won't mention the name. I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. But it was short-lived. Thankfully. It was (laughs) short-lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it hanging there, shall we? All right, okay. Points made. Now, out of the Totally Football show, which we like because of a really good quiz element and presented very well, Chris Moyles, who's good at telling stories and keeping people included. Mm. Uh, and Matthew Hussey, who is good at doing the sell, but without actually selling mm. you and passing on information. Who is your favourite? Uh, I'd go with Matthew Hussey, to be honest with you. You can't go with um, Matthew, okay. Yeah, uh, just because regional accent, passion and knowledge. And I thought, I thought if I was if I was into that, I would really get a massive amount out of that. And I'd like them. They just seem like nice blogs. If I met them for a pint, I'd probably get on with them. Normally for the adjudicating vote, we would have to go to our producer, Shireen. Uh, but hmm. I'm glad to say we don't have to this week because I also thought Matthew Hussey was the best. Oh, of the no way. Yes. Wow, isn't that interesting? Well, it's because, you know, we're all about making podcasts on behalf of brands and companies yeah. and stuff like that. And, and it's you're selling, but you're not selling. And Matthew Hussey was a great go, example. Isn't it funny? We didn't go for the ones we, pro- we promoted, though. <laughs> isn't that weird? It is a little bit. Well, no, I don't. <sighs> no, it's just, it's just, maybe it's just because I've heard Moyles before and uh, this was new to my ears. It was fresh. No, but yeah. I, could, I could see if I was interested in that subject, I'd be, I'd probably download that podcast. That'd probably be one on my, on my list of things to listen to. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Good stuff. Well right. done. Well on, done, everybody. Well, on a, on a well done from Nails Mahoney, I think we shall <laughs> wrap it up on the podcast for there. Nails, thank you so much for uh, taking part uh, with us today. If you'd like to find out more about Nails, you'll find him and Tracy at onaircoach.net. And lots of what we talked about in the show notes, as well as links to the podcast as well. And if you'd like to chat about any of the topics discussed on our show today, you'll find our email and our telephone contacts in there also. But for now, from Podcast Pros, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Open the pod bay doors, Cal. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Cal? Cal?